there's, I, I, I tell you the experience that I had, uh, speaking of Canada. Um, <laughs> speaking of Canada, yeah. Well, it's, it's very relevant. So I was, sure, I was on the yeah. train uh, Saturday to go see uh, my girlfriend and uh, sat down on the train and it was mostly dead. And I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be an empty train. And then like 40 people got on uh, okay. all at once. I was like, oh no, this is going to end up so bad. And I like, I pulled a headphone out because I just wanted to see what the fuck was up. And they were all, they all had like accents and stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is interesting. And the two oldest people in the group sat down in front of me and I was like, I don't know if these are, this is like a huge family or something or whatever, but it was like fine. And um, got 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 talking to the old people and they were they were lovely. And I was like, mm. asked them like, oh, where are they from? And all that stuff. And they were like a group of Canadians who were on a cruise and like they'd stopped off and they were ported in fucking Greenock of all places. Nice. So they were, they were so they were like up in Glasgow for the day. And I was like, oh, what did you see? And it was a very, very lovely conversation with some like very nice old Canadians. Nice. Um, and came to a stop. So I was like, okay, I have to go now. Like lovely speaking to you and stuff. Enjoy the rest of your holiday. Got off and I was walking alongside the train to get to the the stairs to go to the other side, the other platform to get out. Uh, and there was a dude sitting in the train and he just flipped me off. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, I assume you're from Glasgow. Um, because he was just like flipping anybody who would look at him off out the train. Nice. Um, I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then I walked past him and then the train went away uh, and went speeding off beside me. And he was still flipping me off when this train went flying by me as well. I was like, <laughs> that was very two opposite sort of ends of the social engagement thing of like very nice, pleasant conversation and random flipping off of someone. Oh yeah. Is, it was very weird to get that. It was almost shell shock. It was pretty weird. The most, I think the most confused I think I've ever been. Well, there's there's two that compete in my head for most confused I've ever been on public transport. The first one was like just after I moved up to Edinburgh and I got on a bus and like in like the, the very front, there's an older woman in there and I <laughs> got on the bus gave her money, walked on, and as soon as this woman saw me, she did, like, the Catholic cross on her chest. And oh, I'm like, okay. what the fuck? What? Who do you did think? Did she realise that you're Satan? She Maybe. finally realised you were Satan. I don't know, she needed to protect herself from something. And then the other one was, like, again, getting off a bus, as I was walking past it to walk to my flat, there was a, I hadn't noticed this while I was on there, because I was in front of the bus, but at the very back of the bus there was a dude, dude, child, must have been about, I don't know, 12 at most, but yeah. he had his I picture this image the day I die because this 12 year old kid he had his arm round a 12 year old girl sunglasses and a Nerf gun and I was just like who do you th- what what was life it one of the, was it one of the was it one of the Fortnite Nerf guns it had to no, be no right? it was just like a oh, pistol no. thing I was like I couldn't Dude tell if he's, he's like the, the coolest, coolest motherfucker on the planet. But like, is he, he thinks though? he's the, the like, coolest. No, he he's he obviously not, but he thinks he is. But like, like that's the. It's one thing. It's one thing to be like if he was just on the back with the sunglasses and the Nerf gun, like fair. Like yeah, you probably think you're coo- the coolest, but you're definitely not. But he'd managed to bring somebody else into the this this world that he's created for himself, which means I can't really be that angry at him. For I mean, I if that dude if that dude has the the cojones to go out with his partner and wear sunglasses and have a Nerf gun on a bus. Like, yeah. he's, oh. he's got more confidence than I do. Which oh, yeah. Is fair enough. Like, 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 
seven, eight years later from that moment, I hope they're still together and are living a very happy life. Like, I'm not angry at <laughs> anyone involved. I'm just like, this is great. I hope they're still carrying Nerf guns on uh, public transport yeah. ten years later. Totally. It's the 5th of July, 2022, and this is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name is Ewan. My name is Callum. Happy 4th of July to those of you who celebrate. Happy Canada Day from last week, if you celebrate I, that. <laughs> me, uh, I don't think we have any holidays in July, do we? Uh, no, we just have a, a a theoretical summer that can't fucking make up its fucking mind. But apart from that, no, I don't think... Oh, that's, just, that's just Scotland. That's... Yeah. Uh, that's... Like, oh, we've it, got fair, don't we? Isn't Glasgow fair a thing this in July? Yeah, I had that moment though. Where, oh, there you like, go, cool. Because we get um, the the way my work works with holidays is we don't get bank holidays off. We just get the days, and then if you want bank holiday, yeah, bank holiday. Yeah. Um, and my holidays reset at the end of June, so I was making sure on the system that I had all my holidays used by the end of June, and I was looking at the rest, everything else. I just realized I was like, why do you have a random nineteenth of July booked off? I totally forgot. I was like, oh, because that's that's fair, right? Okay, sure. Um, but no, I mean, but you want to talk about like holidays that haven't happened in a while? Like we booked a bunch of stuff at the Edinburgh Fringe, which is actually happening this year. Oh yeah, we did that. You know, um, yeah. and we're going to be up for some of that. And yeah, like that coming back properly this year. Like it was kind of here last year. Oh, it's it was... going to be such a fucking nightmare. Oh god, oh, my god, dude, the city is already being. It already feels like the city is taking a massive intake of breath for for it to happen again this year to prepare yeah oh it's it's wild it's actually i think we were talking off air um about um cruise ships coming in and like massive influxes yeah. of people coming in the way that I, I think we're getting the same thing now again i think cruise ships, cruise ships have started coming to to edinburgh again the problem is the way the place they come in means that most of them have to funnel down um a road towards Leith that like nobody goes that well like everyone locals use but like it's not an exciting road it's like a big road next to a mm. park and there's like a couple of b&b's on it but there's nothing exciting there so you just keep seeing all these like tourists going like, i've been stopped like multiple times in the past couple of weeks as i've been going to and from work and people like well how do you get to the castle and i'm like well you can see it but you can have... you know, just point and be like, it's there. You can see it from anywhere. Yeah, very generally, yeah. Um, but they just come down this nonsense road. And like, I imagine that's the same anywhere where like the dock will usually be like kind of in the middle of like industry. And then it takes you a while to actually get Yeah, it'll be place. a bit further out. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. You just see all these like people with rolly cases just going like, how do I get to Edinburgh? I'm like, you're here. <laughs> but this is Edinburgh. This is kind you're of in it. Edinburgh. You just need to keep going. Um, but yeah, the fringe happening again is 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 super interesting, and I wonder how the city's going to take it. I was listening to a podcast actually. There's a um, reporter for God, what was it? One of the online publications, I can't remember. But she basically did a, an article on. I think it was just called "Why Is Everyone Crazy," or "Why Is Everyone Acting Crazy?" And basically did a bunch of like um, interviews and stuff about like 
why a bunch of statistics have gone up post like not post pandemic but like since stuff have started opening up again like people are just being fucking weird about stuff like like um like a like just like general assault numbers are up it's like people's getting in each other's faces over like like everyone's on like tender hooks but like we'll snap at anything and all this kind of stuff and we're just talking about like yeah like this is what happens when you have people who are suddenly unleashed some of the time amongst like yeah amongst like yeah like it it really affected a bunch of people like it's changed people's attitudes to x y and z there's just like you see this article it's like why is everyone acting weird it's like you know what there's actually legit because they've been let outside again and they have to like interact with people again so in a so in a month where the city is already wild adding on to it like this is the first time people have been here in maybe three years yeah gonna be and with a 5 a.m license across the city yeah it's gonna get real interesting (laughs) um it's gonna be fun oh very interesting but like um, i don't know i don't know how because it's been a while since we've done the fridge i don't know how like trying to get food and stuff like that works in days like that because like surely everywhere is like super busy and stuff oh yeah like even back when like even pre-pandemic like getting food is such a complete roulette like it's yeah like there's plenty of it but like in regards to like level of quality and availability like it's a complete shit show like you will find something for sure whether it'll be the thing you actually want and you're just like desperate to eat something because you've got another show coming up in an hour yeah that might be yeah yeah it's It's also it's also the thing so there's also like the food festival happening i think just before or just after i can't quite remember but um because there's this like overlap between the two of them like sometimes they will set like the people who are doing food will set up stalls like for the fringe and just kind of ride it out yeah like yeah yeah um, and this was like oh, a couple of years after I moved up. No, doesn't matter. Anyway, we we went out um, for the fringe one year and we went out like 10 o'clock. We had an early show. And I was like, hey, we should swing by and coffee, but let's go to like one of the nice places that's in the, like one of the stalls they had set up. And I turned up to this tiny stall that had like a brand of coffee I recognized. I was like, hey, can I just get the black coffee, please? And the woman, um, the woman in the, sh- the, the hut like made the coffee and then put it, put it in the cup, put the lid on. And then I leaned in expecting to, for her to just hand me the coffee. And instead what happened was she lifted from behind the counter a tiny shopping trolley, like tiny shopping trolley, and then put the coffee in the shopping trolley and then wheeled it across the like two foot counter between us towards me. And we shared this look that was like, everyone involved in this transaction knows this is the most ridiculous thing they've ever seen but i have to do this or my boss is gonna like you can see the cogs working this is like the the hundredth of this she's done today and it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen but holy crap does she have to continue to do it and i felt so bad i felt so bad but i will always imagine i just have this picture stuck now of this woman with this tiny shopping trolley just wheeling it the tiniest amount over to me so i could take my coffee it was Oh, I felt so bad. Felt so bad. Um, but yeah, speaking of feeling bad about things, um, <laughs> I think I need to do my Elden Ring speech because it's going to take forever. It's, it's actually not. Right? It's actually okay. not because it's very simple, right? It's not that complicated. So I am now I okay. put nine, ten hours, I think, into Elden Ring. Well, that's more than I expected. Yeah, no, I've been I, I've been going, and it's been fascinating. It really has. Where 
I think my conclusion is that I think I said this to you um for chat at one point, but I think Elden Ring might be the most pointless game I've ever played. And I should probably mm. justify what I mean by pointless. Where so like the traditional FromSoft thing, right? You you somebody who's never heard of a FromSoft game before and you have to explain the genre, right? Yeah. Key points are difficulty, constant death, and cool monsters, I think, are probably the three. I don't know what, what else sure. you could add to that, maybe. I mean, like, you could throw in, like, like open world, like, in world storytelling, I'm talking character like, build, like, I'm that talking, sort of like, thing. before Elden Ring, like, more, oh, even sure. before. Yeah, then. it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. So, so then you Dark take, Souls had all that stuff. Yeah, it takes pseudo open world, I suppose. And then you, then you add El- Elden Ring, on top of that, Elden Ring now adds, like, fully open world, like, go anywhere, all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it just. I saw a lot of arguments at the time when it was first coming out that was like, oh, this totally changes how you approach this game because now you can be like, this boss keeps stomping me, so I'm going to go and do something else. But instead, what it's done for me is that it just means that nothing seems important or like sure. the, amount, the amount of like just aimless wandering. So I, I was going to say, do you mean it's like directionless? Is that the... Kind of. Well... It, Okay, so other than the direction of kill thing, because the video game says kill thing, but like, the video game the... doesn't even say kill thing, right? This is the well, problem. That's true. Yeah, sure. So, so part of my experiment was I spent four hours ish with like not talking to anyone else about the game. Right? I was just like, I'm going to treat this like a video game ass video game, and I'm going to be like, what does the video game show me? What does it tell me to do? How does it? Le- what does oh, it's it a FromSoft game. It's not going to fucking tell you anything. So, that, that's but that's the... the thing, right? Like, I, I, yeah. Part of my, uh, part of my confusion about from FromSoft games over the past has been that people treat them like they're this other category separate from video games, right? They're like, oh well, of course X and Y is bad because it's a FromSoft game, or X and Y does this because it's a FromSoft. Like, I want to treat it like a video game, right? I want it to be like, mm. what does it mm. do? Let's hold it up against other video games to see how we do it. So, like, what's it let me do? What's it let me not do? How does it treat teaching me stuff? Blah 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 blah. Right, and like that first four hours, I was actually kind of enjoying it right because you do have a lot of like i like a lot of the character like customization control stuff i think everything looks very cool it actually does have a pretty decent like very base level tutorial of like and i think in a very from soft thing like at the very start of the game there's literally like there's a, a message like a pre-built message left on the floor that says like hey if you want a tutorial fall down this hole right yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like well, they had to. I, I, I'm assuming that that's. It's not. That wasn't pre-built because around about the time when the game came out, there were many clickbait articles written by several sites that were like, "A bunch of people are missing the tutorial in Elder Elden Ring, and here's how you find it." So, so I assume what you saw was something a player put down. Maybe to try and be helpful. It's kind of difficult because, like, the the initial sections use the player left message. No, I know the to, to show stuff. You. Yeah, yeah, um, and also like. Again, the leaking in of information from outside, like if you've played a FromSoft game, you know that the thing that you do is you tell people to jump down holes that don't have anything, right? That's just yeah. the thing. So like you saw the hole and I saw the message saying jump down the hole for the tutorial and I was like, yeah, right, fine. And I jumped down the hole. It turns out it actually was a tutorial. So that bit of it's good. 
Um, and then I get out to the world and like the the one thing I can pretty categorically say is that like I do really like the world. Like it is the most for for a for a, a place that uses very traditional like kind of like fantasy esque tr- like trappings and like very kind of like video gamey style tra- like hey there's a there's a hill with snow on it there's like very kind of lush open things there's ruined like stuff you've seen in video games before but even with all of that like it is one of the most alien places i've ever been in a video game like everything just feels unsettled or like just off in a way where you're like oh yeah none of this feels like a thing i've seen before even though it kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen before that bit like categorically yeah that bit's brilliant so like i'm getting used to the combat and i'm rolling around and i'm doing some stuff and i'm like okay like oh cool what's this glowing thing on the ground and i hit it and it gives me some like a like a, tra- a shard of something i'm like okay that's what that does and i'm grabbing um resources and like plants and all this kind of stuff and i'm just kind of rolling around and exploring i'm hitting a couple of things but i'm like okay like a couple of roadblocks but i'm like cool the thing you do is you hit the roadblock and you go well i shouldn't be here yet because i'm just getting stomped immediately so i'm going to turn around and walk away um and i was kind of enjoying that first four hours and my first big thing was there's a section i think anyone who's played the game will know it because everyone talks about it but it's like there's the section before um there's like a camp outside of like a the the bit where you run up the hill where there's a big troll there's like a camp outside like seven or eight or nine like soldier dudes and one of the guys has a big big spear like he's like the big mini boss of that area and like that was the first one was like okay let's figure out how you approach combat and you go and you sneak and you do all your stuff and it took me like hour and a half or something like that for me to get it to the point where i was like okay i can pretty calmly take all these guys down do this it's fine first first experience with like the the little statue that's like it's not like a campfire where like your respawn point they have some like forward campfires which are just like these little um statues that are like hey you can just respawn here and usually close to stuff like that so like the iteration on you fucked up this area do it again is pretty quick at that point okay like i'm getting used to it i'm learning blah 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 blah. and then eventually i get to the point where i'm like okay i'm now pretty regularly one-on-oning this big dude with a spear and I've learned all my stuff. I've got it. I've been in a good position, and I finally kill him, and nothing drops. There's no fan. There's no fanfare. There's no like. I get a bunch of souls, but like, I don't get an item. I don't get armor. I, nothing. And I've been trying to kill this guy, and he's difficult for like an hour. I'm like, huh? Okay, that's pretty weird. Maybe I just fucked something up. I don't know. And then you immediately run up the cl- the cl- the hill to the right, and immediately get literally jumped on by a troll and one shotted you're like cool so this is the loop okay got you yeah and, yeah, I'm, doing, yeah. and I'm doing things where i'm running like I, I take a left turn and find an area like i did i did the thing that people talk about in Elden ring right where you're like i can't do this i'm obviously missing someone and i picked a direction and ran and ended up in an area i'd never seen before underneath in like a catacomb thing where i met a couple of new enemies and there's a proper actual boss under there and i beat the boss got a cool thing and then left and i found it like completely naturally there was nothing there it showed like i just found it that bit was cool and then i i said about to said to a bunch of the guys i a game with is like hey i'm finally playing elden ring by the way and they were like oh you should yeah like show it on discord so we can like see where you are because they're all they're all playing oh. they're like 40 hours in or whatever it was it's like Worst hey idea as it turns out yes now if any of the guys are listening hey love you all but this experience was terrible but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I'll, I'll give you it is not it, it 
I never, for some reason, I never blame anybody that is in the audience watching someone play a Souls game. But for some reason, that genre and that specific set of games turns people into the worst audience for anything ever. So it's not. So it's not even. So it's not. So yes, but it's not even just like an audience thing. So I, I'm playing a PlayStation, so I had to stream it to my PC and hook up this card and blah, 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 anything. So I hook it up and I'm like, hey, here's what I am, right? Just so you know. And I've, I found like a secret thing and I'm here and I'm like, hey, do I, how do I get from here to here? Because I'm obviously supposed to get here. Like genuinely asking a question. And then it's just like, oh, wait, why are you fat rolling? Oh, wait, why are you grabbing oh, all Oh, yeah, the- it's all the head, all the yeah. head character stuff. And it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, like, there's, there's, there's zero point in you picking up these, this bit of equipment. Oh, like, don't, why, don't buy stuff from the shop. Nobody ever buys anything from the shop. Uh, oh, yeah, if you just add this thing and this thing and then you put this code into this thing and then you just get free shit. Um, or like, like, yeah, like stop trying to parry because parrying is difficult. Just dodge, you'll be fine. Oh, but if you do this thing and it's fine. And it's just this barrage of information that's like, one, none of it was ever a thing I was going to figure out within 40 hours, right? Just none of it. Like, it was just like, oh, here's a bunch of shortcuts you could use to get there. And then also yeah. like, so I, I had a cool character right and i had i started as the samurai class and i'd picked up some armor and i'd like switched some armor right and i was like i like fucking cool and this is great and then it's like oh but you're you've got heavy load on you can't roll properly so you should probably take that off and it's like oh you just run around without pants on for a while like okay like this is really dumb it's like okay so like here's this area with a bunch of wolves i've never fought before this could be interest an interesting bit of comp no it was the there's a graveyard with a bunch of like death scythe people I'm like, oh, this is a cool fight, and they're firing stuff. This is interesting, and everyone's just like, oh, just run past them. Like, don't even bother. Don't even fight them. Like, okay. And then I briefly mentioned like the camp with the dude with the spear, and I'm like, oh, that was my first big fight, and it took me an hour, and I worked through it, and I did the I did the, the Dark Souls thing where I worked out how he fought, and I dodged and blocked and all this kind of stuff. Then Geth, and I was like, yeah, you don't really get anything. Like, you have to beat him like five times or for him to possibly drop his armor. And I'm like, how do you know that? He says, oh, because I read it somewhere. And I'm like, yep, you've just like you play dark souls games with a wiki open but right and again yep. like we've had this conversation i've had this conversation like about like mmo stuff in general but i think we've specifically had this conversation with destiny where one thing i really dislike which is kind of not the games it's not really a destiny's fault or games like destiny's fault it's like the nature of a game played by millions and millions of people but like where there's like a, a kind of like the meta discussion about games right there's a solved yeah. problem uh, for a specific mm-hmm. period of time it's like you want this gun and this gun and this gun with this power these rules blah blah blah, blah. and it's like and again like starting Elden ring with my own like feelings about how i wanted to do it like i started as a samurai and i was like oh cool i've got a giant fucking bow and it's kind of cool and it seems to like inflict some damage and i'm like okay cool i'm rolling around with this bow and this sword and then immediately it's like oh why the fuck don't ever use bows like bows are useless i'm like Hmm. but there are bows in the game there's a system for you how to use bows in the game there are sections of your inventory designed to purely slot arrows and bolts for your ranged weapons there are entire stances and whole like arts specifically around ranged weapons what the fuck do you mean don't use bows like why are they here then what's the point it's like oh yeah like and I was saying, like, oh, I'm trying to get some souls together so I can go to the shop and get, like, a better shield because there's a better shield in there and I feel like I'm getting 
hit really hard. It's like, oh, don't, nobody ever buys anything from the shop. Why would you ever buy anything from the shop? Yeah. It's like, there's a shop. Like, it's a part of the Like, game development is difficult. You don't put stuff in video games unless you feel like they're contribute contributing to the end result of the experience, right? And it's like, why are there shops then? Why is any of this here as a system if it's not supposed to be used? And it's this just like... Well, I think it, I think it's not... I think it's not that they're not supposed to be used because they're obviously supposed to be used. It's more of the 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 people who are playing that game to play it like a Souls game, which yeah. is like optimally, quote yeah. unquote, are going to say, don't buy shit from the shop. Like, yeah. But it is. Like, you can still use bows and, like, buy shit from the shop if you want. Like, nobody's going to fucking stop you. No, nobody's But it's more stop. of, like, it's, 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 this, it's this idea of, like, being optimal about it, right? It's, like you say, it's the same thing in Destiny, where it's like, yeah, you can use those guns if you want, but there is obviously a better choice that you could you'd be using in this situation or whatever. It's exactly. Just... So, so and, and then the final nail in it for me was, like, okay, let's just take onward that this and immediately like I, I made that kind of destiny comparison was like oh there's a way of doing this and there's maybe like seven ways of doing it depending on your class and maybe some variation but like generally there's a way of doing this i was like okay fine let's assume like the loadout is a solved problem like and i was in a call with like four people maybe five people that have played the game i was like cool so like how are you finding the story part of it right because there's some interesting setup and some interesting like um ambient world stuff that was like oh they could yep. do some cool stuff with this and i was like so how are you finding the story and like to a t every single one of them was like i have no idea what the fuck's going on yep and i'm like yep so why why are we doing any of this like all i'm doing is all i'm essentially doing at this point is ambling around trying to get the same seven weapons as everyone else in a world that is uh that does not provide a story that is apparently engaging enough for people who don't care about story or even not that they don't care about story that it's not like you don't even get like a passing like bit of like oh here's what's happening to yep. and, then, and then on top of that right so the point where i left last night which was possibly this may be the last time i touched this game i'm not sure but um so i got into for people to play the game i go into castle morn which is an area of this game that seems like it's setting up to a boss battle and the campfire immediately before the grace the lost grace before it where you respawn there's like a lost grace and then there's an elevator that takes like 10 seconds to get up there and at the top of the elevator there's a little bit of a corridor and then there's like 12 guys and three wolves and i did this fight for like an hour i think and the problem is that, like, the fight in the camp that I was talking about earlier, there's a respawn point, like, just outside the camp. So, like, you fuck sure. up, you're right back there, right? This yep. journey to the bit where I can... And also, like, if you fuck up a little bit in that thing, because there's so many people that are all, like, actively, hit, like, hitting you on top of each other, like, you go down pretty fucking quickly if you're not yeah, you 100% on, on your game. Yeah. Um, so you can go down... In the, the combat can last less time than it took you to run there and there's no indication of what i'm doing wrong what I, what i'm missing am i even strong enough to be doing this yet am i equipped enough to be doing this like there's no indication as to like and i'm not like 
learning anything anymore. I'm just going in and getting stomped, right? And it's it's just the moment I'm just standing there like an hour into this where I've made zero progress. I'm just like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm not getting anything out of this. Like, the combat is fine, but like at a stage where the thing I have is a sword and shield with no magic, no like special powers particularly, like I'm just doing the same combat over and over again and then getting stomped by something I didn't expect and have no way of learning. Yep. And then I've got to do this minute run back to the fight where I can get stomped in three. Like, what is the point? Like, what? why are people doing this? And I think, like, to kind of round this off, I think the, 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 the conclusion I've come to is that, like, one of the things I've noticed as like we continue to like do stuff like this podcast where it's like we're tr- like we have our interests but we're also trying to go like we also like we're also trying to go wide with the games that we play like we play a lot of like i think amongst my friends i think i played the most games if not the most time yeah for sure spending yeah, yeah. playing games right and it's, it's something that i notice in in conversation with other people because especially with people in my uh advise guild a lot because mm. they're obviously they play a lot of video they play video games as well mm. where when people will have conversations about video games and i'll be like oh yeah i played that and blah like mm. be able to talk about it happens more often than not mm. like more often than not i'll be able to say oh yeah i played that thing because i have because yeah we play a lot like we try and play as way to birth and it didn't really dawn on me until someone was like like i can't remember what it was it was like someone was streaming to the server and i think we were streaming like fable one or like fable anniversary or <laughs> yeah. something like that and i i talked about it like i knew what mission they were on like oh yeah there's this thing and this thing and this thing and blah blah blah, blah, blah and stuff yeah. they're like how that like you don't seem like the person that's played fable and someone else in the server chimed in and was like he's just played a lot of games yeah i was like yeah that's kind of and that's, that's kind of what it is like and I that's just, kind I of play games that's, and that's i think it's I it's one of the reasons why we I, for me why i continue to to want to do this right is because like the thing I enjoy is getting to grips with a new, a, like a, a new game and seeing what's good about it and what's mm. bad about it, and like mm-hmm. going wide rather than deep. Like what we have our we have our deep games, right? Like I've played what like 120 hours of XCOM and you've played bajillions of hours of Destiny and Final Fantasy. Like we have our we have our yep. depth games, but we do also yeah, go course. wide because it is good. Because I find that part interesting, and also it means we can do this and be like, hey, there's this thing you've never heard of that's actually fucking amazing, and you should play it. Yeah, like, that's why we do this. Yep. But if you are in a situation where, um, like, there's a lot of co- there's a lot of content in Elden Ring, and like a like straight end to end run through is like forty hours, but like you're not seeing everything, and there's like 120, no. 150 hours worth of game in there if you want to see a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, the the people the people that I know that were like. They wanted to see as much of it as possible and eventually got to the point where they're like, okay, I just have to finish this. It was like a hundred something hours when they were like, okay, now I feel like I want to finish this. Like, Yeah, it's... exactly. Like, if you only want to play, if you only want to pay 70 quid for a game and get the most time out of it, like, Elden Ring's a pretty good choice, right? Like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff there. If you if the thing that you're there for is like, I just want a thing I can put a bunch of time into. And especially if you go back to like, the the conversation like when we were in like school when we were in like high school and whatever and we had like seven week summer holidays or whatever it was like that would be the time when you would put 60 hours into a final fantasy game or some other rpg or you would just get super deep into something like because you have that 
time, right? Like we we live different yeah. lives now. Yeah. We don't have that thing. And also we're going, I generally prefer to go broad rather than deep unless it's specific circumstances. So like, unless something really grabs me, like I'm not going to spend 120 hours in this game. I think even if I was enjoying it, I wouldn't spend 120 hours in this game. I don't think. It's just not the way we play. And it was really interesting, like, in related to this, um, when I mean, we talked last time about the Starfield announcement, and one of the things we both said that we both came to on our own was like, what are the thousand planets in Starfield going to be if they have to be hand-created by human beings, right? It's not a No Man's Sky procedural generation thing. Like, if they're making yeah. a thousand planets, a lot of those planets are going to be not great, right? And we, we, we both said that. But I was, I was watching um, or seeing um, Patrick Klepek at Waypoint on Twitter. He had a conversation with with one of his friends who's not in the industry but plays video games. And th- he obviously, he got exactly the same pitch. Like, he watched the same trailer that we did. And he was like, fuck, 100 planets. Like, I'll be able to spend so much time in this thing. I was jazzed about it. And you're like, you're just a different type of, you're here for a, a different sure. thing. But right? that's probably the sort of person that buys like three games a year exactly. or something like, like that, which is or like a, two which games is a, a year, like which is a size, which is thing, fine, like right? more than more than valid, like yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, I mean, that was always the thing, like for years and years and years. Like, there's a cadre of people who buy a sports game, Call of Duty, and maybe one other game, and that's just how that's their video game, right? Which is like, and that's not me shitting on them. Like, that's just the way you approach this stuff, and it's fine. But it's such a different point of view than i think what we have and like the people that we look to for video game stuff like it's such a different thing right it's such a different approach to video games so like it makes sense to me that there's a a bunch of people out there who are like yeah elden ring's fucking great there's so much weird stuff in there and like yeah i spent three hours trying to beat this boss i still can't they keep stopping like i can see a world where that's great and if you're getting something out of that fucking all power to you the problem starts to come when you're like, and Elden Ring is the best game of this year. And that's the point where I have to go, okay, there are significant problems with this as a video game, not as a FromSoft game, not as a distraction tool. Like, there are significant problems with this game as a video game that actively stop people from the, I getting mean, those, any degree significant of significant problems. The significant problems that are in Elden Ring are the significant problems that have been in Souls games from the start. Like totally, that is, that is just part of the genre. That is what people. Some people like that. Like that is what it is. Totally. But- I'll tell you as someone as someone the um, played Sekiro all yes. the way through until the final boss because I didn't want to fight the final boss. Um, the the thing that the thing that kept me going in Sekiro was the fact that the combat was so good. Mm-hmm. Like that. It was it was a legitimately fun game to play. The story was still quite badly told, and the game didn't tell you anything. It, it did a better job, I think, than Dark Souls did because it actually had like menus and stuff that you could read things that weren't mm-hmm. just like and there weren't like stats and armor to worry about and like all that stuff. It stripped all that away by stripping it down to be more bare bones. That game was a lot more functional, and Sekiro was a lot more fun because of it. I entirely so, believe that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so the, the, the all the shit that's on for like Souls and Bloodborne and now it sounds like Elden Ring and stuff like that have been there from the start. Like that is just part of it. And I think the thing that turned for me Which was, isn't an excuse, that doesn't make it better. No, no, and I think the yeah. thing that turned for me was when like, you're like, like Elden Ring has sold 
incredible amounts of copies, like easily the best FromSoft yeah, game yeah. that's or the highest selling FromSoft game. And I'm just like, what is that experience? Which is kind of what I was going for originally, which was like, what is that experience like if you've only heard of these things? Or you're just like, hey, this thing has been in like the mainstream news every now and then. Like, I wonder what this, everyone's talking about this thing. I wonder what the fuck it is. And you have no FromSoft experience. Like, what is that like? Like, what is that with zero expectations as to what, like, obviously I'm not going to know because I at least have, I don't have FromSoft experience, but I have passive FromSoft experience. So I knew that was like, yeah, you're going to get fucking stomped and nothing's going to make sense and the menus are going to be fucking terrible. But like, what do you do when you've just come from traditional video games into this thing? Like, I can't foresee that being a enjoyable experience unless you are the type of person who's like, cool, I'm going to spend 70 quid in this and I'm just going to like, this is just going to be my thing for months. Like, cool, but like, it's such a specific, I don't want to say regressive because it's not regressive. Like these things have progressed in a way and like, but it just, it's such a specific thing, such a niche thing. I just don't see I can't I can't interpret the I can't interpret the joy. I think that's the thing. Like I can look at I can look at games like games that I will never touch, right? I can look at a FIFA and go, I a hundred percent see how people fucking love FIFA, right? It's like Yeah, of course. F- yeah. Football's huge. It's a really good representation of the sport. It's got all the the bells and whistles. Like I can see a path to enjoyment out of FIFA, right? I can look at games like that and be like yep i totally get it i look at elden ring and go i don't know why anyone gets anything out of this except for the self-fulfilling prophecy of your fromsoft games are hard and you're a better person if you can finish them i'm just like no like those games are busted in really disturbing ways that you fall stockholm syndrome yourself into believing is good and I just don't get it, and I think I'm done with Elden Ring. I just, I can't... Yeah, it's, I think it's fair. Yeah, and again, like, it continues to add to this, like, internal screaming I have with myself now of, like, what is the... How am I ever supposed to judge when a game is bad as opposed to not for me? And it's... When it's not, like, obviously broken, when it's not, like, Fallout 76 <laughs> that you can look at and go, I oh, think, this is... Well, I think yeah. that you're... I think it's fine to say that the game like isn't for you mm-hmm. um I, I i think that's perfectly valid but there are there are legitimate complaints with the souls games like i said that have been there forever yeah that i think are core and mechanical mm-hmm. that are, are are fine to say that you don't think this game is very well designed that's fine like i don't think that's that's if it was more it would be more divisive i think if the game was on a more solid grounding right and then mm. if you came to it and said, I don't think this game's very good, and then most people could go like, I think that's a matter of opinion. Whereas with this, I think there are things that you could you can legitimately, because of the same things I see, that you can legitimately turn to and be like, this is kind of broken. Yeah. The difference is that you're trying to argue that point to people who have, for lack of a better word, been indoctrinated. But, but I'm not, but I'm not is, even trying to argue to those people, because those people are those people, and like, fine, like, I, I like, if you enjoy a thing you enjoy a thing like that's not that's not what i'm trying to say the thing i'm trying to say is like in a world where i'm trying to be more critical of video games as a kind of 
as an approach where I want to look at a thing that I can go, you know what? I don't like this thing and that's fine. But here are the bits of this thing that are good. Here are the bits of this thing that are bad. When you have games like Elden Ring and you have games like, for me, like most of the Bethesda back catalog, right? When you can look at games like that and go, how do I, like, I can very easily go, these Bethesda games are not for me and I don't find them enjoyable. That is a objective, no. Yes, objective, no. What's the word? That that is a personal. Subject, that is subjective. Subjective. No, if you're saying yes. if you're saying it's personal, then it's yes. subjective. Subjective. That is a subjective opinion that does not stop anyone else from enjoying those games. That is a subjective opinion. Those games are not for me. However, I think it's relatively objective to look at most of the, um, both in terms of Elden Ring and in, in terms of like the Bethesda games, which is like this is broken in some very specific ways. And specifically when you look at stuff like like a Fallout or a yeah, like a Fallout 4 or whatever it is, it's like, yeah, this door doesn't open. Like this is a badly yeah, yeah, yeah. that there are issues with this game from a very base level. But then you look at Elden Ring and you're like, well, like, yeah, but like this you, there's there, there's no ins there, there's no um there's no incentive of progression for you to do any of this. And it's a lot more kind of flexible and a lot less easier to go like, you can't, like you're, there's no point where you're like hey i fell through the world this game's broken it's like i feel there are design decisions here which are bad mm-hmm. which i feel is an objective statement but millions of people who love those games will say it's a very subjective statement i mean like, yeah because the, the the argument is that the the design that has been made just doesn't appeal to you but it does appeal to millions of other people so that but would be also why it would be subjective. It is a, but like also, is, I, also, then you're getting to the point of like, is any design objective? Like, exactly. Did you say that this is objectively yeah, good? good ex- exactly. I, I just, like having to be able to go like, where I'm basically having to abandon the original thought of like being able to say this is not for me and this is bad. Where it's like, I just need to pick out the, I need to be able to to separate the good bits and the bad bits. I think, I think, I think that I, I think that as slightly as a joke, but also like how willing far you are to go with it. The the difference between you trying to say that it is objectively bad and subjectively bad is how willing you, how willing you are to fight for it. If you want oh, to yeah. really yeah, fucking go to bat for it, then it, you could probably argue that it's objective. But if you're just like, I don't think this is very good and I don't like it, that's subjective. Like yeah. if you're, if, if the, the thing that I say a lot of the time for a joke, ninety nine percent of the mm. time, but sometimes I mean it when I say, oh, I think this thing is bad in a game, and someone will try and counterpoint it and be like oh but what about this about this i'll just be like nah you're wrong it's bad like that's the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the is... point where you're like I'm, I'm then at that point trying to say no i think this is objectively bad like yeah. i'm not saying i don't like this i'm saying i think this is bad yeah it's yeah and again when you go with when you when you make when you say statements like why why is this why are there so many sh- like when you try and say statements like okay why like it is insane for you to say that I'm not supposed to use bows when bows are in the game work and do damage like and they're there yeah. like that's bad if if they are in the game and they are quote unquote bad and unusable why are they in the game that's a bad design and you go ah but they're never good in FromSoft games and you're like cool then we're just at an impasse right because you have now lost a degree of like what acceptable is 
because you've had to calibrate yourself to be like, I know what mode I have to go into when I enter this realm of games, right? Like you've you've self-calibrated to be like, yeah, I know that I'm not going to understand what a um, blessing bell is for like 12 hours or until I look it up in a wiki. And I'm like, that's not good. Like that's 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 poor design to me, but you're ready. To, you're going in expecting that. So like this whole thing is like, yeah, like this is my Kentucky Route Zero problem. I've talked about it before. I need to write that fucking piece to try and get it. But it's like, it's hard to be constru- uh, constructive, cri- to do constructive criticism in a world where like you can just be where expectations are in a particular place and like how you calibrate against that as somebody who's not in that place is just very weird. It's like the, it's like the conversation that happened like what 10 years ago now when like when like websites were starting to transition from like yeah we review everything to being like yeah we review the things we care about and we'll offload freelancers and stuff like that yeah like, yeah and it's kind of the conversations we've had a bunch of times which is like we were thought we were thinking about what we to, what to do for for the site and stuff like that just like there's no point in us talking about a college game every year right because no. we don't yeah. we don't play them we don't have a lot of experience with our history and their nuances and what change every year there's no point in that. And also, there's a quadrillion other places where all they do is talk about the latest Call of Duty game. If you want that, there are other places you can get that stuff, right? Like, there is no point in us going, well, here's my opinion on Elden Ring. Because there's a billion other people who know that better than than we do. And also, there's a billion people who wouldn't care regardless because they're, they're, on, they're bought in already. And it's like, it's such a weird experience and it's such a weird thing to try and be analytical about something like this um and to potentially be yeah it's it's just such a weird experience but anyway so i'm kind of i've, I've done the elden ring experiment i don't recommend you do it because it sounds like this the the secular success that you had it none of that stuff is here it's very no i i like don't, I don't expect those, it to be yeah but and again like this this is this is the trap, right? Every time it comes out and it's like, oh no, but Bloodborne's different. Ah, but no, Dark Souls 3 is different. And it turns out Sekiro is actually kind of different. But for Se- this one, Yeah, Sekiro legitimately, based on what I understand from Souls games and the people I've talked to, is legitimately the one that if you're like, see yeah. all these other Souls games, if you don't like that, you might like Sekiro, because Sekiro yeah. is actually different. Yeah. It's... It has some of the trappings of the kind of Souls game thing, but yeah. a lot of the, the the bad bullshit stuff kind of cut out and stripped back. Yeah. So it's a mu- much more streamlined experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, so and in saying that, like, my last hope is like the problem is that if if the thing that is highly rumored happens within the next couple of years, they're like, yeah, we're doing mech souls. Like, yeah, I'll show up. Cause I'm no, broken. You won't. No, you I won't. will. That's the thing, right? Don't. And, I just don't. It's really easy. I know it's got mechs in, but just don't do it. It's really bro- that straightforward. I'm a broken human being. I really am. Um, but you're, but you're, you're an adult enough, and intelligent enough, and self-aware enough to understand that you're broken in that way, and yeah. you can make changes. You're right. You're right. I, 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 do I don't know. want to turn this into a therapy session, but like, <laughs> I know better. Don't buy mech souls. Don't buy a racing wheel. Don't do it. Like, it's not. <laughs> if anybody You're gets right. that joke but yeah I know. Is... um yeah although like the the thing i'm actually interested in like if if 
Elden Ring was such a big thing for them and like this is like a capstone on FromSoft games for a while what happens if they do turn around and do another proper armored core game like taking well, that's some of been, that's been rumored for a, a long while at least a couple yeah, of years now, exactly like they were going to do armored core that like yeah I'd, I'd show up for that especially if they're like armored core is different to souls i don't count armored yeah, core as a souls game sure but there has been an armored core game big one in this country anyway in the west until since they discovered dark souls right really so like how does that team with that experience then turn around and go let's do realistic mech combat like there's some interesting there, there's some interest in there and it's there, there's maybe yeah i fucking armored core sure i'll turn up that'll be that'll be interesting um so yeah just quickly before we get to the thing we've both played is there anything specifically you've been you've been playing I, yeah I like I, I i don't want to i don't want this podcast to be like overly long or whatever but like no. yeah there's a um there's a couple of things that i can talk about one mm-hmm. of them I, I don't need to spend a lot of time on which is the new monster hunter dlc which is sunbreak um, oh yeah that's out yes i don't have to spend a lot of time talking about it because it's literally just it's more monster hunter that's what it is it's this is monster hunter rise, with new monsters. right rise sunbreak yeah, yeah. yeah okay. um it's more monster hunter there's new monsters the monsters are cool i just fought a fucking it's not very far in but i fought like a a big rock gorilla thing um that has it's 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 a big 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 gorilla that's made out of rocks and his fists can turn into magma so that when he punches the ground they explode nice um it's very cool the monster designs in that game still continue to just be out of this world crazy um looking forward to getting into the rest of that i fought a big crab that was fun that was a cool that was big a crabs cool, it was a big crab it's like a daimyo something i can't remember what it is but territor or something i can't remember what it is but it was like big 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 crab and it does this move where it shoots really high power water out of its mouth and then crab walks so i felt like a fucking moron because i did my <laughs> monster hunter instinct of being like Oh, it's gonna fire this forward, so I'm gonna stand to its side and I'll be able to get hits off on its legs. And it started crab walking and hit me anyway. I was like, mm. fuck, I'm an idiot because it's a fucking crab. Um Nice. Yeah. Really, really cool. Like it, new areas cool, stories, whatever, but it's a monster hunter game who cares about the fucking story. Um It's it's cool. They've made a, a bunch of quality of life stuff that actually help improve the you playing that game. So mm-hmm good on it like it cool. we'll continue to play it want to see what the elder dragon's like it's it's the same monster hunter story it's oh fuck elder dragon turns up to region and monsters goes crazy so go fight elder dragon that's the story it, that's it. it also seems like the structure of that game is very much where it's designed that dlc able to slot nicely into it where it's like cool you're here yeah. for, you're here for big krill creatures we've added five more of them like go for it yeah it's it's yeah. because it's all done by ranks eventually you get to a point where it's like oh you hit the rank here's another creature like and then yeah. all the dlc is after that where like you get to i think you'll end the story on like master rank eight and then the first dlc thing will be like master rank 10 and then right. continue from there cool. um the thing i wanted to talk about at least for a bit longer is the game dnf duel um, oh yes this has been i i exclusively find fighting games via either you or twitter and dnf yeah. duel is one of those ones where i'm just like what the fuck is this this seems yeah so dnf duel wild. is uh the latest game by arc system works is a the people that made guilty gear and blaze blue and those games uh in collaboration with Ating, who are the people who most famously made uh ultimate marvel versus capcom 3 yep uh dnf duel is a 2d anime fighter i guess you could call it uh, technically as an anime fighter 
based on a very old third-person brawler MMO fighting game called Dungeon Fighter Online um, that is now that they've now modernized and made into a more traditional 2D fighter. Right. Um, the selling point of DNF Duel, or to my mind anyway, is that it is the every if you if so I've played fighting games for years. Like I'm mm. I'm well versed in the fighting game community, and like yep. I've played a bunch of games and stuff. You have a fighting stick. The, the, you have a stick. I, I have a stick. It's sitting next to me because I've been playing DNF, um, <laughs> and I, I, I actually want a different one because I want one that's got a smaller profile. But anyway, um, <laughs> don't buy a racing wheel. So I've already done it. That's the problem. <laughs> um, once you go over the wheel, it's it, you then just start buying other wheels. It's different. Uh-huh. Um, You're talking so to a person the, the, who buys the, MIDI the, instruments. The, the, yeah, I know. The thing that the thing that you get the most as a member of the fighting game community is that people will come to you and be like, "Fighting games look cool, but they seem really difficult. How do I? What's like the best fighting game to learn fighting games on?" Hey, and Calum, I now have the fighting NF- game. Hey, Galm, fighting yeah. games seem really difficult, but they look kind of yeah. cool. Is this a is yeah. this a game where I could get into it? DNF Duel is perfect for the person that has never played fighting games before. Sweet. It is is different? Is it, it, the the main reason for it is that it is a game that is entirely based on uh, ease of execution. Right. So it is not. It's a fighting game that has the um, normal fighting game thing of like quarter circles and half circles and like dragon punch motions and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but. There is also the option to just be like forward in a button or down in a button or back in a button to do the same thing. Oh, so, so that you say the, option, is that like a toggle or do no, they both so just it's, work? The, it's, it's a system thing where okay. so in this game, uh, the the super meter is a mana bar and like your specials are your magic moves or magic skills is what they're called. So when you do a super, for example, like a traditional fighting game, like a fireball or something like that, or mm-hmm. Dragon Punch, costs mana. Okay. That mana, once you spend it, takes a few seconds and then replenishes automatically. Most right. fighting games for your super meter, it's based on how much damage you do or blocking yeah. or whatever it is. But this game just comes back with time. Um, so the it starts between, full and then you spend it. It starts at 100 right. and uh, will scale up depending on how much damage you've taken it's one of oh, these like interesting okay it has an internal it has two internal comeback mechanics one of which i'll explain in a minute but the the more damage the more life you've lost the more mana you have so theoretically the right. bigger combos you could do or the more pressure you could put out whatever it is right, right it's a really cool idea of how you do a comeback mechanic in a game other than just being like marvel where it's just like i activated x factor this is my comeback mechanic i now do more damage sure. this is like a scaling one it's cool um the difference between you doing motions and you doing uh, easy button input is the delay between you your mana bar refilling. So like when you use a move, uses the mana and your bar freezes for a bit and then starts filling up, the delay between that starting to fill up again from easy input to motion is like a second. So you right. gain a second of mana regen back. It is so minimal like it's so minor and so non-impactful that I've basically not seen people do inputs. Like even top class fighting game players, yeah, will do inputs because they just that's their muscle memory and they do it. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of them are just like, no, I just want to hit the button because it's way easier and you don't fuck up inputs. Interesting. Like, okay. So it's it's so it's really really great for people that have basically either never played a fighting game or haven't played a lot of like traditional fighting games that have inputs mm. because you don't have to do the inputs. 
the thing that they've replaced the difficulty from instead of it being execution based like a lot of fighting games it is timing based so right. combos in this game are long like 20 30 hits unsurprisingly from the people that did ultimate marvel versus capcom 3 but yeah because that game is just com- like all massive strings of combos right yeah that 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 combo uh, that, that game is uh it's just what's called a tod fighter which is touch death which is if you get hit once you're probably dead that's yeah. the um and duel is kind of similar as well there are characters that do have tod's but that's the so the combos in this game are long but because of the ease of input they're not hard to pull off but to do it successfully you have to be good at knowing when to use the attack so like how long to delay between attacks whether or not you need to like micro dash in between moves or do a jump or whatever or jump Mm. cancel or whatever it is you need to do so the 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 difficulty has been taken out of execution and put into timing which i think is fine because as a person that knows how to do the inputs i could do the input if i wanted to i still don't the the difficulty being on timing is that that's a way easier thing for someone to learn than them spending forever trying to learn how to do a fireball or how to yeah, do dragon punch exactly. or whatever it is because there are people that could sit and play that have played multiple instances of street fighter or something like that and never learned how to do a dragon punch yeah but if you set that to down special they can do it and then learn the timing in between like okay so when i do my launcher i need to wait like a second before i do it to then hit them on the other side of it that's something anybody could learn because everybody knows how timing works yeah um so i really 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 like it for that um so it's a very straightforward game to pick up and understand and start getting into the difficulty and it then comes or the hard to master aspect of it is all of the surrounding systems which are all based on like comeback and how the the health system works so there's Mm -hmm. like as you take damage like in a fighting game as you take damage there is red life which is life that immediately gets taken off and gray life which is like damage that isn't fully taken off until they do a magic skill that then it gets taken off but if you have gray life as a defender you have the option to do a couple of things which are well i was gonna say there's guard cancelling which is not based on gray life but that's basically like the it's similar to burst and guilty gear strive where it's like if someone's combing you and you guard break you basically break out of the combo and be like no stop that's the so it's a thing that basically it's a mechanic that basically means that you if someone tries to touch a death you or do a really long combo you can at points break out of it and be like yeah no stop there and get back to flat position right or neutral um the gray life thing is there is a mechanic called conversion which is basically like animation cancelling for free you basically get to if you're on gray life you get to hit two buttons and your character mid any animation goes back to standing stance so you can do really fucking wacky long combos by being able to cancel out stuff really quickly right again another catch-up mechanic by you being able to do longer more impressive combos by taking damage if that makes sense and then the big 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 thing that is the the unique thing in this game is the the awakening skill which is the unique mechanic um so when you drop below 30 percent life every character has a unique thing that they can do called their awakening skill and they have a passive that goes along with it mm-hmm. this is basically when that character gets like ramped up to 11 and in a game that is already kind of i explained this to you over 
text. Mm. But it's balanced in the same way that a game of Dota is balanced, where everything's kind of fucking busted and broken right. and kind of a bit overpowered. But because everything is like that, nothing is, if that makes yeah. sense. Yep, There's some totally. stuff that is like fucking insane that I'll explain in a minute. But it's... So there, when I say the awakening skill turns people up to living in a game that already exists at like 9.5 most yeah, of the time, say, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy. So like, for example, the examples I can give you is like the guy that I play called Hitman, his awakening skill is oh, also all the characters are just jobs because it's based <laughs> on Dungeon Fighter Online, which was an MMO. Oh, right. Okay, sure. So it's, okay. it's the characters aren't named. It's like Hitman and Striker and Grappler and like all these other, that's the name of the character. So Hitman his awakening skill is basically if you do a magic move, you can hit the magic button again and he does like a secondary magic attack that is like... I'll start getting into how fucking crazy this game is. So he has... His forward magic attack is like a thrust attack that hits like from three quarters away on the screen. Right. And if he does his awakening skill, which is this extra slash thing, it also hits from three, like three lengths away from the screen and also puts them into like a crumple state which basically means their character like falls over really slowly but it's and so they're defenseless so you can run up and combo them and stuff right but mm -hmm. the crumple in this game is so slow and so powerful that you're if you're hitman and you sit at three quarter screen and hit someone with your awakening skill you have you recover so fast from your awakening skill and their crumple takes so long that you can recover and walk towards them and be able to combo off of the crumple. Like, it's not not run, not dash, not roll, not any of these mechanics that walk towards them and hit them out of it and combo them. It's wild that that is a thing you're allowed to do. Um, and all the characters have this unique thing that they do. Whether, some of them are really, like, basic, where it's like some guys just take less damage when they're in their awakening skill. Hitman has his own unique attack that he gets. Striker, like, gets extra damage off of combos and stuff like that. And the the crazy thing is that the, the, uh, the and, and all and that's really cool because all these characters have then unique things that they do and they become way more dangerous the lower life that they get which is again mm. is this catch up mechanic which is kind of like how how fighting games have been have been positioning themselves over the past like ten years or something like that is oh like, sure yeah yeah it's like we don't want a situation where some guy just gets absolutely fucking stomped they want like some sort of combat mechanic because it makes for hype moments and it means that people actually have a chance and like all this stuff yeah so this game this game gives you loads of combat mechanics and then also the special state you get into when you're 30 percent less life so the ability for you to kind of win out of nowhere is pretty high in this game where yeah if you get backed up enough and you get to like your awakening and things like that and you hit it right or do the right thing you can probably take the other guy out it's it's kind of wild because you also don't get your super until you're in a, your awakening state either so your super is meant to be like either kill them with this or really really hurt them with this yeah. so it is like it's really powerful um so I, I i really like it for that reason there's a bunch of really cool mechanics but the real reason that dnf is so fun is like i was saying is because everything is so broken and i kind of want to go into why um okay. just because this is so interesting so there's a bunch of design stuff that is crazy that I'm going to start using t t fighting game terminology yeah. and I'll explain it. Can't but really I have escape, to. Can't really escape that at this point. Yeah. yeah. So 
let's start with striker her stuff isn't as egregious but it is kind of wild she has something called reverse beat which is a um fighting game term from Undernight and melty blood i think it is but basically it's so like the way combos work in most fighting games is that they scale or they they chain up so if you're doing a combo that's like three hits you're likely going to go light medium heavy mm-hmm. like that's 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 how most fighting games work is that the, the the higher damage moves will scale up in your combo and that's how your combo will finish it it changes depending on the game you play reverse beat basically means that you can go backwards on the chain so you can go like instead of going light medium heavy you could go like light medium light heavy or light medium heavy medium or something like that and go reverse back right. but you can only do it once in the chain so you can only go backward right. back one step once and then go forward again striker has this but she also has the ability that all of her specials also chain together in a combo. Oh god, right. Okay. Which normally shouldn't be able to do that. So you get hit by striker. If you get hit once, you're probably getting hit for like a 30 hit combo because everything chains yep. and it all combos. It's kind of insane. It reminds me a lot of there's this really old fighting game called Jackie Chan Fist of Fire. Oh yeah. And uh-huh. yep. that people will have seen this because it's a fucking also an insane fighting game. I'm Jackie Chan, and this is my game, that one. Exactly. I'm Jackie Chan, this is my game, he throws water at people. There's a character in that game called Lau, who is famous for being so good in that game because he is safe on everything, i.e. like when he hits you, if you block, he gets to go back to a neutral state before you get to attack. Mm -hmm. He's like, you can't hit him back, basically. He's safe on everything, and everything links together, Playing Striker feels like playing Lau in Jackie Chan Fist of Fury. <laughs> okay. Fist of Fire, where she just gets to fucking hit buttons at you and you don't really know when it's your turn to atta- attack back. Right. Because she, everything links, everything's pretty much safe. And the only time that you ever really get to do anything to her is when she runs out of mana. And that's terrifying because she could hit you with a bunch of stuff in that time. Right. Um, so Striker's scary. Crusader, who is like a big dude with a hammer, is fucking terrifying because one of his moves is a... So he puts like a wall down. It's just like it's literally just like a big energy wall and all it does is like limit the screen. So mm-hmm. you can like lock you into a corner or whatever it is. But it is a ranged move that is tracking and has five frames of activation, which is basically like it five frames and it comes out and is active on the yeah. screen. Five frames is ridiculously fast. Five frames is like most people's jab, which is like their fastest move. It's one of the quickest moves in the game. And it is a tracking ranged wall that hits you out of the air. So he has so many abilities of just like, if you hit a button, he can just wall you and knock you out of stuff. It's wild it's so insane that that thing is allowed to exist the way that it does because he can hit you and then combo you out of it it's mental so so in that Um, particular scenario especially if it's ranged and tracking like what is the counter to that the counter to that is that you you can try and bait it by like looking like you're gonna do a move but you're actually like blocking and stuff like that it's really hard it's like that one especially is hard to do anything about because it's so fast Mm-hmm. and it tracks like the the best the best thing i ever saw which was like a clip i saw on twitter like yesterday of the character in that game that's basically like a, a ghost ninja he like can teleport around all crazy mm-hmm. this whole thing is like he's trying to 
do a mix-up, which is like he looks like he's going to attack you one way and then attacks you somewhere else. Or like teleports behind you or whatever it is. Sure. Crusader doesn't give a fuck because he does his thing where the, the, the ghost blade comes down and then does his like weird slash ghost thing to try and teleport behind you. And the wall just tracks and finds you on the other side of Crusader. So the mix-up doesn't work because it just hits you out of the combo you're trying to do. It's so insane. <laughs> um, and like, every, like all these characters just have things that you look at and you're like, how is this allowed? It's so <laughs> crazy. Um, but that's kind of why... It's kind of why I like this game because yeah, it's, silly. It's, it's really easy to play. And then sometimes you just get to see some absolute buck wild fucking shit that like I watched a tournament over the weekend and oh my god, some of the stuff in that is so crazy. How, how um, long is this gaming out for? Like a week. Like And how are how are people doing tournament I suppose there's enough carryover, I suppose, between these where it's like you could have a tournament within a week and see some cool shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, if the player's good enough. enough, they can learn. Like that's the yeah. it's not hard. Um and yeah, like I've seen like a bunch of like touch of death combos and like it's so it's so crazy but it's so cool like I, I like the game way more than i probably should but it's ah oh, it's so good like i like it a lot um good. excellent I, I'm, I'm gonna keep playing it I, i've got friends that are playing it as well so we're gonna like sit and see what we can do like online and stuff like that i'll say that the the online's really good they've they've obviously learned that if you're doing a fighting game online you should just use rollback netcode because that's what they're doing and it's yeah. fine like i've played online and it's like feels like playing someone in the same room like you'll never notice cool. um it's great the only problem i have with it is um it has a story mode the story mode is really fucking crazy because it's an anime game um it's it's fine it's just written like an anime game uh it's expensive so it is like it's like forty something pounds on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably shouldn't be that expensive for what it is. Um, just know that going in, I bought it because I was really excited for it. I'd been following it for a while and was like, "Oh man, it's finally out! I need to try this." But I'd maybe wait a bit. It's exciting. It's re- again, it's good for someone that has interest in fighting games and wants to try and learn a fighting game. It is almost almost ideal for that it's perfect because you don't have to learn motions and stuff like that but just not going in it's going to be a high price if you don't think you're going to play a lot of it maybe wait until it's on sale or something like that yeah um it's crazy it's the game's really cool i like it a lot good excellent um yeah i might if it's on steam i might just wait till i can access your library and i'll just fuck around with it like does it have a decent tutorial as well does it like explain stuff to you Okay. Yep, it's got cool. um it's got a full tutorial that explains like base mechanics of the game and then um explains each character's like special skills and stuff like that because you have like your your skill which is like doesn't use mana but is like your heavy attacks and your magic skill which is like your super special moves. Mm-hmm. Um it does a pretty good job of explaining fighting game terminology without using fighting game terminology moves. Yep. So if you're like, for example, so every character on their down magic skill has it's like a it's like a wake up move that is basically like it has frames of invulnerability or frames of armor on it. Yeah. But sure. they don't they don't say that. It just says this has inv- that you are invincible when you use this move at the start. Gotcha. Or it says things like um, 
the the best one that I saw that they explained was on a bunch of moves where they say like this move is good for pressure even when your opponent blocks which is basically them saying hey this move is plus frame on block which is basically saying that you're going to be safe when yep. they block it without saying hey this With is plus on block plus frame. they're saying yeah, okay. cool. yeah they're saying this is this is this is a good move to use if someone is blocking that is the interesting um, Cool. They, they they do a decent job of kind of like trying to like ease you into it and be like this is kind of what this is about. Obviously, you'll learn a lot more as you play it. But yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, excellent. Um, so I think you've got some music that we're gonna go into a break for. Yeah. Um, so it's been a while since we've actually done this where we talk about games that we played. Um, but right <laughs> when I so at the start of no, sorry, in the middle of Ju- June, um. I had a week of work and was just sort of chilling about. I built a I built a Lego R two D two who's sitting behind yeah, me. Yeah, he did. Thing's um, huge. That thing's really fucking cool. But I also played through all of Citizen Sleeper, um, yes. because Ewan wouldn't shut the fuck up about it, and the internet wouldn't shut up the fuck about it. So I needed to play it. And yeah, everybody's right. That game's like incredible. It does a lot of really really cool things. I get it. It's mm-hmm. it's amazing. I have a lot of things that I want to say about Citizen Sleeper, but I'm going to save it and maybe we're write something about that. it. Yeah, we're working we're also on that. Gonna, well, I, I'm talking about something completely separate to okay, just the cool. story or whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that, yeah, Citizen Sleeper is fantastic. Everybody should play Citizen Sleeper. It's so, so cool. There's a lot of really cool, unique things. Um, I think this is going to be two shows of like this in the row where we're going to do stuff from the Citizen Sleeper soundtrack, but the soundtrack is also incredibly good. It's so, no joke has been like on rotation for me since that game came out. It is yeah. just incredible. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And I had, so I had this track on for quite a lot of uh, a day when I was like at work and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to play the song Prismatic Lens from oh, yeah. the Citizen yeah. Sleeper soundtrack. Okay. Yep. I think this song is really, really great. It kind of it has the feel of Citizen Sleeper when you start getting into like the mid game. If you know what I if you yep. played the game, you sort of understand you, there's a bit that will twig in your mind where you're like, Oh, right, okay, we're we're okay now. Like that's the bit of the, the prismatic lens sort of goes in my head. Yep. Um Yes, yeah, so good. Yeah. This is um, Chit, so yeah, check post for links so you can pick this up, and we'll be back with some more games after this. Prismatic Lens from the Citizen Sleeper soundtrack uh, by Amos Roddy. Um, very, very good soundtrack from a very, very, very good game. Um, as I say, we'll we'll probably talk about that more, and I will probably write a thing about it yeah. um, as I've sat and thought about it more and more. Yep, that'd be cool. Um, so there's one other game I think we've both played that has basically taken up most of my brain space since it came out. 
and that's Neon. it's a game it's a game that lets me fucking live rent free in your head and that's really fun for me <sighs> it's but, yeah, yeah it is uh yeah neon white is just fucking yep. incredible it yep. is neon White's a fantastic video game so for people who haven't seen it neon white is a god how do you even describe it it is a card based or it is a speedrun platformer with a card system yeah kind of yeah it's basically you have a set of levels that can be anything from like 12 seconds to a minute where you have to get ready yep. to be kill every monster on the way and as you're running around you get cards which represent a gun or various types of gun and also each card has a power that you can burn the card completely to use that power so like the you have a pistol that has 12 shots in it or you can burn the pistol double jump that's the whole system um and it's a speedrun game right you go from you um you do the levels as quickly as possible and that's kind of the game um each level has like a bronze silver gold um times built into it and then has an ace time which usually involves the fact that there is a shortcut somewhere in the level or a skip or something like that that will let you get that extra time you need to get the ace and there's also um and every level has a gift the gifts that can then be used in the visual novel section of the game where you can give the gifts to people and get story and dialogue you kind of did it a disservice at the beginning because you didn't give it like all of its like genre bona oh, yeah. fides, I guess. Oh yeah, there's there's just so like many genre in it. It's all genre. It's great. Visual visual novel dating sim roguelike platforming speedrun game. Yeah, I think is everything. Yep. I'm trying to think of anything else. But... I was tra- I was trying to see how the developer described it because there was a there was a section somewhere they were just like ah yeah we just like genre dumped for a second but yeah that's yes it is a speedrunning game with a visual novel dating sim component which yeah. is just wild oh, and also for this is relevant to the people who it would be relevant to but like this is the next game from the guy who did Donut County <laughs> like yeah. a game that could kind not be insane. more different yeah. yeah um but yeah so. I think for me, there's a couple of things that make this really cool for me. One of which is like, I mean, the very obvious one is like, I don't play games like this. I no, I appreciate speedrun. Le- I was, stuff. I was legit when I when I played it. So I started playing it first, and I messaged you being like, "I don't think you're gonna like this because it's not you at exactly. all. This so, game is not for you. I remember you messaging me that. I think the thing you'd forgotten already or you'd forgotten at that point was like I'd played this demo back when it was one of the Steam Next Fest games and I was like oh this oh, I, I don't I don't listen to you when you talk shit like oh, this on sure. the podcast. Okay. So I'd played this I'd played this thing. I don't even know if I actually came on the podcast. I think I just mentioned it at some point. But like mm. so I played it during Steam Next Fest and I was like oh this is that Dave the kind of guy that looks all anime and shit. This looks cool but like i don't like speedrunning games and then i 100 percented that demo like i spent like three hours or something in that demo like it just it grabbed me in a way i was not expecting so then when the actual yeah. final game came out and you were like i don't think you're gonna like this and i was like no i 100 percent tell you i'm gonna like this because i know um but yeah so i i don't play games like this like this is not a way i play games like speedrunning and like time attack stuff just does nothing for me like i'm here to see the stuff not iteratively improve and and squeeze milliseconds out of a run but i think the thing that makes neon white so good for that is that it's 
it's so accessible in a way that it wants you to succeed in a way that games like this don't normally do so like and i think that boils down to like even the structure of the game right where there are where every level essentially has three separate runs in it kind of right it has the the canonical run the one that if you perfectly execute you get gold there's the run with a skip which is how you'll get the ace and then there's the run for the gift which is usually a very different style of run right it's like a very different that's usually a a lot more puzzly of a run it has it has yeah so the gift the gift run is not time-based at all it's like can you touch the gift that's all it does doesn't matter how long you take um and that structure and the fact that it is and then also so the other thing we should probably mention um every level has like an insight meter which is basically like so if you get bronze you get one if you get silver you get two and, and if you get gold you get three but also like even if you're just hammering away and then if you get ace that maxes out the the meter but even if you just get gold and you're working on ace every run you do that you complete you learn a little bit of insight that will eventually fill that bar up and as you mm. unlock parts of the insight the first thing you'll unlock is i think the order's right where the first thing you'll unlock is like your ghost of your last good run so that you can know how well you're doing in comparison to your previous run and then if you get uh, gold or level three insight you'll get a hint which is a hint for the skip for that level. Yeah. And that one piece of design, I think, makes this game exceptional. Like, that one thing makes this game actually playable for more people than I think it normally would be. Yeah, like the idea it's, it's, that it, a, it's one of these, like, speedrun games and, like, time attack games that actually wants you to to play it and, yeah. like, succeed yep. in it. Whereas a lot of these things are more about, like no you figure it out until you get the time that you need like yeah. you're you're not given a lot of assistance in that sort of situation most of the time and it's, it's a good teaching mechanism as well because what you end up with in um a lot of the i mean I, i'm sure this happens to everyone and I, I i feel i'm sure it happens to the point where i think it's part of the intended design right where in that first mission when you get the hint for one of the skips my brain immediately went oh now that I know that this is a thing you can do and that it's t- like it's set that part of my brain there, I can now go back to this previous level and fucking nail that thing I was having trouble with. Even though that's not actually the intended skip. Like I can mm. slice seconds off this thing because I now know this mechanic, not even a mechanic, like this pattern, this like this assemblage of moves. I know I can now just hammer that previous time more than I could before. And like it's a hint but it's a teaching aid it's like here are some extra things you can do that you maybe didn't think you could do and it's does such a fantastic job of like just giving you a tool set and like constantly rolling stuff out in a way that's like yes it will roll out new cards and stuff like that which totally change approaches to stuff but it will also be like hey have you thought about this particular combination on this type of surface with this type of run-up and then suddenly your brain goes oh fuck that's that thing and then this me it's it's kind of incredible how how that little part of it just dramatically changes how accessible that that game is where like it will it is trying to get you to be better and is trying to get you trying to pull you through and teaching you how to be better at that game and it's just so cool to to do and like it's been a while since there's been a game where like i feel fucking awesome like you just see when you're nailing runs like even if there's a little bit you're trying to tweak on 
once you st- you get in this moment like i remember this is like the only i think the only really time i experienced this sometimes is in stuff like was like really back in like ssx days or like that kind of stuff where there's like I don't know that you've ever talked about SSX on the podcast. No, I know. I should probably I should probably talk about that more often. But like see when you're like you're trying to do a specific thing and you take a step back and you're going, everything I'm doing up to this this step is already bonkers. Like it's wild that I'm doing this series of inputs in such an exact mm-hmm. way that gets me there. And I don't play a lot of games that give me that. Like Fury's possibly the only one I can think of that like has this point where my brain disconnects and it's like yeah you're just purely on instinct at this point and it's yeah, just it helps so it in cool. in neon white that the inputs aren't hard either it's literally no. just like left click right click it's not um it's not a difficult game to execute very cool looking things no it's like it, which it, is kind it, of impressive it's, yeah and it it's it's but it, but again when you when you disconnect yourself from what you're actually doing like the series of inputs and the accuracy that you're doing inputs in like it is kind of like for me anyway like like i say i don't play games like this it's kind of it makes me feel like i should be i could be better at shooters just from an input like well brain connection thing so that's the thing that um my i don't know about that the game because i've been able to like tell this just based on like looking at it and stuff Mm. like that the game is like really generous on like aim assist input and stuff like that like it's really like it's kind of obviously i i I obviously think that's intentional because they're trying to make you feel cool Mm -hmm. but it's very much like if you shoot in the general sort of area it's fine like they'll just sort of clear it for you and it's whatever which must Um, have been a nightmare right because there are points in that game where you want to be exceptionally accurate with the thing you're shooting because the thing you're trying to shoot is not the most obvious thing you're trying to shoot right especially if you're trying to do something in a specific order like sure yeah the fact that the intel that the auto aim that's obviously there must be so good i don't like this is kind of related to the other thing is like i have zero idea how you play this game in a console like i just can't yeah i don't know how you would play it with a stick i have no idea i, I cannot like i'm gonna need to try it at some point just from an academic point of view but like i assume it's good like i know people that are playing it on console and they appear to be enjoying it but i just i can't i just can't see it but obviously if the auto aim is good enough you probably could but then you start seeing like world record runs and stuff like that online and like people are making shots from like entire levels and oh yeah i've done that a couple of times it is really satisfying there's one particular when you're like you can optimize it really really well and like shoot people from like the beginning of the map so you don't have to at the end it's really good there's there's a particular level god i can't remember if it's like the gift run or something like that but there's one where like so the secondary fire of the machine gun is like a grenade launcher um and there's like i think it's the i think it's the levels where they first give you the 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 mines that shoot you in a specific direction there's yeah. a, there's an area where i think it's the gift run where there's like two groups of three enemies and they're just in the distance and if you actually want to make the run properly to have enough resources at the end you need to launch a grenade like miles to be able to get that group at the back oh yeah yeah yeah. i think i know the way you're talking about yeah that yeah, yeah. took me so that's that's probably the level I've iterated on the most to like nail that grenade launch. And it's it it but and it didn't it wasn't frustrating because it's it's it the way that levels are designed, like it always feels doable. Like there's never been a point where I've been like, I have fucking no idea or or and it never feels unfair. Like, yeah, you just didn't execute. Like you know exactly what you need to do. That's usually not yep. the problem. It's just like, yep. yep, 
I fucked that up. I know how to do it better next time. Let's just go do it again. And it just, yeah, it, it's a game that just wants you to succeed. And that just makes the nature, uh, makes this type of game just so much, so much better. And the fact that it will give you the hint and it'll be like, just. The yeah, hint, the hint to, helps a lot. Yeah. To be clear, the hint is not like a giant thing. It's like a float icon that if you touch it, it will kind of go off in a direction. It's, it's also sometimes like not easy to find. No, like they're very much not. The logic they're, of the, of how they're choosing to do those skips is sometimes not obvious. So you do have to hunt for it a bit. There are, there are levels I've yeah. aced and I've never found a hint, and I have no idea yeah, where it is. Yeah, I've absolutely no idea where it is. Um, and then of course the layer on top of that, which Callum kind of alluded to earlier, was that it has full on like defaults to friend leaderboards. That's just like yeah, all your Steam friends have got it. Like times are right there, and you can just see them. And for my own sanity, I've had to get to the point where I'm like, if I'm within a second of you or I've beaten you, I'll just, I just have to move on because otherwise I am just like hammering milliseconds away from... The sad, the sad thing of it is, is that, so I, when I play it, I do exactly the same as you, which is like do a run and then get the ace and then get the present. Yeah. But then when you get the present, you have to do another run to like finish it. So what when like when you get the present, you can't just like immediately skip. You have to go back and do it again. No, you don't. Or am well, I just you... fucking crazy? But no, I mean, I mean, the order I normally do it is I get my ace and then I, I get my ace and then I do my gift run. And then as far as once you touch the gift, like it pops you back to the the, the start of the level and then you can just hit play. No, that's what I mean. Oh, I, I just do the run anyway. Um, okay. The, no. The, but the way, the way I do it is like, do it, get the ace, get the present, and then I'll do one more run to see if I can improve my time. Yeah. But if I don't, it's not like I go back and optimize it. So if you're not, uh, I'm not trying to be an asshole. Yeah. If you're not beating my time, I'm not even really trying that no, hard. No, I, I know. It's, it's, it's just again, like... It is, kind of, I, it is kind of useful as well. And also like, it, it's... It is interesting seeing the two types of that because as we've been playing this, like we've been playing this, like obviously we've been playing other stuff at the same time. So we've been in front of each other in terms of like time spent on it at different times. So there's, there's been times yeah. where I've done entire missions where like I'm the first person to do it out the two of us. So there are no times on the board for me to compare against. So I'm doing it and I'm like, yeah, that feels about as optimized as I can make this and I'll just move on. But if I catch it on the other end of that where you do have times, like even if I've aced it, there are times you've done a couple of times that are just like, like I say, if I'm within a second or a second and a half, like, I just don't care. Like, fine. We're basically the same. Move on. But there's been a couple of levels over the time where I'm like, how the fuck are you getting four extra seconds out of this? Like, because it's, it's almost not like, it's not even that just like, fuck you, you're not better than me. It is this thing of like, I'm missing some part of this level. Like, I'm missing some part of a, decision yeah, yeah yeah like almost it's like another point that's like hey you probably have something else to learn in here like there's probably something else that you would get useful out of this it's not just to beat you for the sake of beating you as fun as that fucking is it is a case of like if it's within like four seconds or five seconds like yeah i i may have missed something here that may come into play later so i should probably go back and actually see how you're doing this it's yeah it's like a couple of times you've messaged me being like i don't know how you got four seconds or whatever 
my answer is always i don't even know yeah exactly like, there is i just did it and then moved on like i don't really because i don't really care about time attack modes or whatever either mm. like i'm not that big into it but like it's i've never had someone react so like again i've not had someone react so directly to something like that and like uh, since we played deadly descent like the ssx game from <laughs> yeah, yeah. ps4 which did the same like thing. It, and it was and it was you messaged me you were like how the fuck did you get that score and yeah. now you're just messaging me like i don't know how you got oh, an extra four seconds and like dude i don't fucking know i just yeah, did it like exactly. it's not it's there's no special trick to it i just and I mean, played I, it and then the that rever- was it the reverse has happened well as well where like i've aced levels and then or i've done like first runs or second runs and levels and knocked an extra two or three seconds off your time and i'm like yeah don't I have no idea how I would have done that. Like maybe it was just like a perfect execution thing. And it, yeah, like, I don't know. And I think part of it as well, and it's maybe the one criticism I have of the game so far is that, so I got to mission eight, I think, whichever one they start, they give you the rocket launcher. That's eight. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm on. Um, And eight's the first mission that I've hit where I'm like, I just, I I do not know how I'm supposed to ace this. Like, I cannot figure, like, lo- logistically cannot figure out how I'm supposed to do this. Um, it's the first time I've hit a couple of them. I think part of it is because it's, the, the rocket launcher's power is, it's a rocket launcher, obviously, but, like, one, you can rocket jump with the standard bullets, like, it just has splash damage yeah. and rocket jump, and then the secondary fire that discards the card is a straight-up grapple hook. Like, grapple to a point, it pulls you towards that point, that's it the fact the rocket jump part of that does slightly ruin the exactness which is a terrible word of the rest of the the things in there so like every other power in that thing is very exact about what it does right like the double jump will double jump you but double jump you in the direction that you're going it's a very you can learn exactly how far away it is you know exactly it's going to be the same distance every time that kind of stuff same with the fireball same with the the godspeed all that kind of stuff like you can feel all that stuff out but the rocket jump part of it which becomes required very quickly is a lot more flex is a lot less exact because it depends exactly what height of your jump you're at when you launch exactly where you launch is in front of you behind you how far in front behind you is it it does mean that like execution is more there's more gray area in execution as opposed to the fact that you can go like it's this jump and you need to double jump at apex and you'll make it it's like yeah you can't just go yeah and then you rocket jump and you'll make it it's like you have to rocket jump exactly right and i think that yeah goes against some of the other parts of that game but it is doable it's just a case of like really learning it It was the first part where it was again level eight is the first one where i've been like i can't ace this level i don't know how this works i just need to go figure this out um but yeah it's a, a, like that aside like it's just it's just incredible and then i actually really like the other half of the not half the other part of the game like the, the story bit, part of the game yeah. the narrative part of the game like every one of that game is a fucking dipshit and it's great so like this is you're you were you you talked about don't like so i can talk about this yeah um from from a mechanical perspective it's very like because the game plays so well Mm -hmm. like it sounds like nitpicking but this is like it's what i have to go on in a game that's good there is i think personally for my Mm -hmm. for for my experience the game is a bit too floaty like just a bit like the the 
the movement in the air is really cool. It follows like the quake thing where you just move with your mouse and it looks yeah. like you're bunny hopping and stuff, which is great because it means you can really take turns and stuff like that. I find myself over jumping a lot just because the game's like a fraction too floaty. Right. And I feel like I should be hitting the ground sooner than I am. It's mainly yeah. a feel thing. It just feels really off to me sometimes when you're in the air, especially for that long. Yeah. The, other, the, the main thing that I don't like in the game the the narrative in terms of like the story mm. i think is interesting yeah i don't like the writing okay very yep. much i at can all. totally see that i, I think the I, it is it is too anime it's and very everybody anime. is it's too anime and everybody's a bit too horny all the time <laughs> and yeah it's it's just it's a bit grating and i just i don't it's not gelling with me as much as I wanted. Again, I think the, the the story and the background and all that sort of stuff is cool. I like the idea and I want to see where it goes. I just don't like those characters or how it's written. Yeah, like fair. that's the that, that that is a very personal the, thing. Is is exceptionally anime VN a lot of it. It's yeah, um, again, and I I don't mind. Like you're yeah, talking yeah. to someone that played through all the Danganronpa games. Like I I thought the Danganronpa games were great for better or worse, but. It's just there's something about this one. I don't know what it is. Where it's just like the the I'll be, I I I thought I I've laughed at it. I I think there is some humorous points and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's very funny that Yellow makes a bunch of wrestling jokes. That's really funny. Yep. There's but, like a John Cena um, joke in there. That is the, jo- the John Cena joke is is premium. That is a very yeah. very good joke. And the fact that all of his um, challenge stages are named after wrestling moves and stuff like that is great. Oh, so but, they are. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It is. It is. Yeah, I just it doesn't. The writing just doesn't gel with me. I was I keep waiting for it to click, and it just never does. It's yep. just there's something not right about it to yeah, me. Fair enough. No, I I can totally see that. It is it's it is doing a couple of things that is. It's not trying to buck the 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 tropes, but it is doing it from, like a more, kind of western, uh, uh what's the phrase I'm looking for, like western pop culture approach like mm. as opposed to the references you would get from a traditional like japanese anime style like you're getting that ethos but with western pop culture and it is a bit jarring every now and then when you see it but like yeah it's yeah i could totally see that as a as a as a thing where just like it's, it's not going to gel with people i think for me like i don't mind the dialogue like i say i'm interested in the story as well i don't mind the dialogue i think it works okay for me the thing for me is again a mechanical thing where so, like I said, the gifts that you get in the levels, you give the gifts to the characters and then you level up like a progression meter with that character and you'll unlock dialogue, you'll unlock flashbacks and you'll actually unlock side missions as well, which are also really good because they're they're like really narrowing down on like a specific thing. And it's like, yeah, here's an entire yeah, level the, where the, it's just Godspeed and you're like, okay. The challenge fine. levels are really, really good. I like yeah. the challenge levels a lot. Um. But the problem is that, like, and maybe this is a symptom of the way I'm playing that game, but I will do, okay, it's, I when, when I get a new mission, I will, and each mission, sorry, I should explain the structure, the thing we're calling missions, like, each mission is, like, 7 to 12 levels connected together yeah. that is yeah, yeah, yeah. determined as a mission. Um, I'll go in a mission, and I will just do that whole mission from start to finish, and I'll ace and gift every single mission in that thing, I'll just do it in one block um before i go back to base and do all that stuff so i usually come back to 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 home base with like two gifts for everyone two to three gifts for everyone and the process of feeding those gifts is so slow because you like 
you start the conversation, they say their intro thing that's story relevant, and then you go, hey, I've got a gift. The UI pops up, the gift appears, it feeds the thing, it fills up the thing. If you get another bit of dialogue, you get the other bit of dialogue, and then it resets, and you go back in and say, hey, I've got a gift, and it fills up again. Yeah. Like, it's so slow. And especially when you're doing, like, two or three gifts in a single session, you're like, yep, okay, come on, we're just clicking through this, and we're doing all that kind of stuff. But it, it it's still a little bit slow. But yeah, that's, again, we're being super nitpicky. Like, the core part of the game is just so good that it just overrides... Yeah, of course. All of that no, for absolutely. Me. This, this, the stuff that the this, the stuff that I'm saying I don't like is like it pales in yeah, comparison to so how good I think the rest of it is. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's just so good. And again, like it is one of my favorite things about. It's one of my favorite things in video games when I go into a thing and I'm like, I'm not. This is not for me in any way, shape, or form based on previous preconceptions, and I just it just takes me like and that is such a cool thing where you're like okay why is this the one that works what is it about this that is just grabbed me um to the point where it's like i think i was i was saying to you at the weekend actually where i was in a, in a shop and they were playing not something something that's vaguely allusion to the neon white soundtrack should also say soundtracks yeah. incredible like soundtrack is the epitome of one of those things which is like i probably wouldn't listen to it out of the game maybe no maybe it, it only it only works into the game i think because you get when you're playing it you get into such a state into like such a rhythm and stuff mm. like that that the if you sit and actually listen to the music without being in that state it sounds really weird yeah because there's just like random lyrics that appear and like strange like vo- like um instrumentation and stuff like that yeah. that's weird but when you're in the zone it works like yeah. it's it's very it works it works in the moment and there's and it, some tracks that i think are good yes but it's it i know what you mean where you wouldn't necessarily want to listen to it yeah. to say like and, and the ga- sleeper or something like that you yeah. want to listen to outside in the, ga- in the game it loops really well as well like when when you're spending yeah for sure yeah. seven eight nine thirty minutes on a level like it, all right mate jesus christ <laughs> yeah I know. um it's made, like most of the times when i the levels i spend the, the most time on it like 99 percent of the time it's gifts figuring out it's the puzzle element of the gift oh, sure, sure, where i'm yeah. like how the fuck do i get here like there's a, it's a great moment where you know those moments sometimes you get in video games where you're like suddenly a whole bunch like your third eye opens and suddenly a bunch of more possibilities have started to appear there's a yeah, moment absolutely. there's a moment in I can't remember which mission it is. Slight spoiler is a weird thing to say, but it's a thing that's useful to know going in. There's a mission where um I could not figure out how to get the gift at all. It was just like I knew I knew where it was, I could see it, but I kept getting this thing where I was like, I just don't have enough jump to get there. And I there's no way to get the cards. Like you have to spend them all to get I was doing all the logic things. I could not figure out how to get there. And I was like, I can't figure this out. And I Googled it. And like, I didn't look at the whole solution. I just got to the point where I was like, okay, generally what do I need to do? And it was like, yep, I got that, I got that. And then there's this thing where it says, okay, now you need to use the um, flower pots. And I went, huh, I've never considered... Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Are you not actually, like, trying to do platforming in that game? <laughs> well, no, I am, but I just... The flower pots had been decorative for me. And then you see, and I was like, huh, flower pot. And then I closed it. I didn't read any more. I closed the wiki and I was like, okay, this flower pot is what we're talking about. I jumped on this flower pot. And then I just looked out and there's just this chain of flower pots that take you straight to yep. the thing. And I was just like, yep. 
this thing has been purposefully put here for this exact reason. And now I am just side-eyeing every flower pot in that fucking game to be like, are you a, are you a secret? Are you the way you actually do this? And it's just like, the fact that the flower pot suddenly became part of the level as opposed to just decorative suddenly just blew my fucking mind. And that's the stuff that's super cool about that game where it's like, yep, so the, they are helping you, but they're not telling you they're helping you in a really interesting way. Here's my other problem with this game mm-hmm. that I think is actually really angered me for for a lot and made me kind of upset with the game there are there are situations in that game where i feel like i have outsmarted the video game yep and that whether it is like i got onto like a platforming thing or like i jumped on a ledge or something like that and it's like oh from here i can get to the present or wherever it is i'm trying to do or whatever it is and the game either presents an invisible wall or the the thing I'm trying to jump to isn't real, and so you fall through it. Yeah. Or you get somewhere, and then the bit that you want to go through there isn't real, or something like that, or there's an invisible wall, yeah. or a ledge, or weird, something like that. A game, a game like that, a game that is about movement and trying to get places and stuff like that, should never do that. Like, ever. It's, yeah. it, invisible walls, I can get for having a boundary or something like that, but if it is a ledge on a building that is within the level and it's not like a breaking the boundary or whatever like that you shouldn't do that yeah. you should let people do that if they think they can do it it's not yes, for sure you suddenly going like no that's good that will break our puzzle if you do that you need to do it the way that we're telling you to do it it's yeah. bull you shouldn't do that yeah there, it, there's definitely a disconnect sometimes in some of those levels between like again between the, the kind of decorative part and what's actually like solid floor like, there's definitely some parts where it's like some of the architecture has like lips or stuff on it that you're like, oh, okay, I can jump to this and then run along this ledge and do this thing and the ledge isn't real. It's just like, yeah, and exactly, I get yeah. how you get there. I get that this is a game that is not about, particularly about experimentation or it is, but like high level experimentation. It's not like they have built a bunch of runs that they want you to find and are not particularly worried about anything that's not that. But the so I haven't hit any of these invisible walls, so you must be doing some wild shit to to, to get there. It's but not. Like, it is not even that bad. Okay, there are, there are like three times that I can think of it where there was there's a level in the chapter where they introduce the mines that push you forward, mm-hmm. where the gift is at the start of the level, just hanging above where you start, mm-hmm. and I could jump up on like ledges like normal ledges and like plant pots and stuff and get on level with it but to get in line with it i would need to have jumped from one ledge to an identical ledge to my right but all that was between me and it was like a pillar so i was jumping around the pillar mm-hmm. and i attempted to jump around the pillar as an invisible wall it just wouldn't let me hit the right. thing yeah that's not great there there is another one where i got to it was one of the ones where it was using god speed a lot and the the gift was like miles and miles out and i was like oh i need like three god speeds so i can like dash over and pick up mm-hmm. the present so i positioned myself as high as i possibly could which was like on a tower and like on a curve and stuff like that and i got mm-hmm. there did the dash 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 landed on the building that the, the gift was on but to the gift's right so i walked forward to try and get the gift and fell through the floor oh was like yeah that's not it's good. not it's stuff like that whereas like yeah. you can't do that in a game no. that's about movement and explore not exploration but like movement and you trying to get to this stuff yeah like it's either 
I don't know if that's a bug or if that's them intentionally being like, okay, you did it, but you're not doing it the right way, so go do it the right way. Yeah. Or it's just something they've forgotten or whatever. Invisible walls feel like them trying to stop you from doing yeah, it, but invis- stuff like falling through the floor is maybe just like a QC thing. I'm yeah, not the invi- sure. The invisible but... wall part of it feels like a this breaks the whole level. Like it is part of the the nature of the the powers where like you can relatively easily not easily because none of this is easy but you can ha- you do have a degree of control over what powers the player has at different points of the level right so like mm. you can have a yeah. jump that is impossible to get to without a double jump so with that in mind you can then go well there's no way they're gonna have a double jump from here on so anything that they can't get to should at least be a double jump away like you can plan levels out like that but they're like i think for me I'm, i am kind of just I mean, I'm trying to explain it away, and you're right. The invisible wall stuff feels like a emergency. Like this is going to break this whole level that I we don't have time to redesign. Just fucking well, it's block like, it off. This is like, the, this is the point that I was going to make. Is that most of the time, it's all I'm doing is just going for presence, right? Yeah. You're not gonna. I'm not going to break the level. All I'm going to do is maybe not do it the way that you think that yeah, you should. Right. Like yeah, it's not. Right. The yeah. present one's less forgivable. It's, it's just weird. It maybe it really, it really, really annoyed me. Out of a game that I was like really, really enjoying, yeah. it just irked me that they were like not giving that level of freedom to something like that. It was just weird. Especially it just felt gifts, really off. Especially the gifts that are not contributing to um, the leaderboards. Like I can totally get that. No, with the like leaderboards. who cares? Like yeah. who cares how I get the gift if I get the gift? Like yeah. it doesn't. All it does is just give me a better experience of the game. Totally. Like it's yeah. not that that to me yeah the floor one sounds like a bug but the invisible wall stuff yeah that's not that's not great but who knows um but yeah um i should probably also say like just very quickly like i really like how this game looks like it's got such yeah, it's a good, it's super style yeah like really the, the style. kind of vaporwave style to it that actually does change quite a lot as it as it goes on the the, the vaporwave nineties retro revival bullshit that's like oh, in there. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um yeah, it's very I, I, Paradise Paradise Killer. Yeah. Um what was that game that you played? Uh not Hypnospace, the one that's like Oh, um Broken Reality. Yeah. Bits that's of that like Broken there, Reality yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. Um yeah, it's such a cool game. God. But yeah, it's it's a hundred percent worth your time. Um Yeah, absolutely. You should totally play it. It's I definitely and even if you wouldn't traditionally think this is a a thing for you, like give it a shot for sure. Um cool. I think we should probably wrap up there. Um Yeah, it's been long enough. What's coming up? I don't actually oh, know. God. Is there anything coming up? Um, look at the old yeah, let's Wikipedia the old... list. So I will say out. that um as of about four hours ago, my Steam Deck is shipped. Oh yeah, I forgot I did not expect. So I I I reserved one just to see how long it would take. Yeah, like so. I, I I'm just doing this as an experiment. I might buy it if it comes up, but yeah. like I'll. I mean, it's, I'll it's, see. it's a four quid reservation. You can cancel any time, so you might as well. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to know. Yeah, anything totally. coming out in July? Not really. July? No, not particularly. Um, Rune Factory Five Chronicles Three, oh, no, wait, but that came out, didn't it? Or oh, Rune Factory Five is coming out for PC. That's what it is. I thought that game came out. Um. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I don't know that I want to go back to that because So okay, so was actually yes, there is stuff in July. Um was that the No, that's later. So July nineteenth has Stray, which is the Cyberpunk Cat oh, game. Oh cat game. Which cat game. Cool, yeah. Which is free on PlayStation, actually. Um which I'd forgotten about. So that'll be cool. Um and also as Dusk Falls, which is that weird like 
graphic novel 3D narrative thing, which I would Oh yeah, with the weird looking people. Yeah, yeah. Which again I wouldn't I kind of reserved myself that was like, eh, not really, but it's on Game Pass. So yeah, I should probably do my due diligence and look at that thing. I hate to tell you, but that's that is a fucking you and ass game. For sure. For sure. That game that game is a visual experience that looks like it has some sad teens in it. Like that is Agreed. That is all yours, bud. And then end of the month, um twenty sixth is Immortality, which is the um Sam Barlow. Sam Barlow game, which looks incredible. And Bear and Breakfast is on the twenty eighth, which is a game I've been waiting for for a while. Um, the fuck is Bear and Breakfast? It's a it's a, a bed and breakfast management simulator, but you're a bear and you build a bear. It's a laid and back breakfast. management adventure game where you play a well meaning bear trying to run a bean bee in the woods. Yeah, it's great. How have I, I not heard of this? I this played the demo. Great. I played the demo a while ago. It's great. It's really good. the The trailer they put out for E three this or not E three this year was really good it had a real kind of um clay-esque um humor to it style yeah um and also kind of looks like a clay game as well it's got that weird um yeah it looks super cool but that's that's the end of the month when is fucking did you ever watch we bear bears did you ever watch that a little bit a little bit really liked it it's good um i don't actually know how you watch it these days ah you can can i'm sure you can find it yeah the thing yeah. I have discovered though is like since um since we've got Disney Plus, I was like, oh, Gravity Falls, I can finally actually you watch. watch Gravity Falls. Yeah. Gravity Falls is really good. Now that I've get now that I've actually get access to it properly, yeah, I should you specifically watch will probably really like it yep. for reasons. But yep, yep, for sure. Um, that's kind of everything. There's, I'm for sure there's some smaller stuff coming out as well. I think a lot of stuff coming from the um the next fest that I bookmarked that is out soon. Um, but yeah, there's that. Um, what I playing? Yeah, like I need to finish Neon White. I picked up um, one of the games that was announced uh, at no, uh, the Naughty Three was uh, Deliver Me Deliver Me Mars. I think was that kind of weird like thriller space game. That I think we both yeah. looked at when it was cool. I picked up Deliver Me the Moon uh, during the sale. Oh so yeah, you, need, you need to let me know if that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I also picked up Iron Rebellion, which is a uh early access vr like what if um steel battalion had that awesome controller but it was in vr so you can like flick switches in your mech and shit like that like i just wanted a weird mech simulator game and that that could be super interesting um yeah i think that's kind of what i'm playing and then you've got then you've kind of said the stuff you've got for now yeah Um, i'm gonna keep plugging away at monster hunter and dnf and yep I also picked, like I randomly just picked up Vampire Survivors and now yeah I I can't really stop playing Vampire Survivors is weird yeah um, you're right you're right um in terms of site stuff we should probably do something with the Steam Deck when it arrives and just like run through like <laughs> what it looks like and how it works and just to I answer don't someone want a forty five minutes it's of not, you masturbating over your new toy it's, it's not, not you're, like, you're going to be there we're just going to look at some stuff and see what it see what it does um we're thinking about some stuff for Citizen Sleeper, which we'll get to. I don't want to confirm anything yeah. until I can get it confirmed. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of everything. We're going to have to think because we're going to be in the same place. Yeah, I was like, thinking, like, soon. is there something dumb we want to play while we're both in the same 
physical location for, for the first time in a while. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. There, there should be something. That I think my original plan do. was going to be like, let's do the quarry, but one, you don't think that game's very good. Or I, no, I don't. Also, oh, I forgot to talk about the quarry. Fuck, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do um, it next time. Next time. Um, also, and also, like, I've now seen three or four separate outlets that I watch or Twitch streams that I watch have now played the quarry. And I'm like, I don't, yeah. I've, I've seen all of that game. I need to see like that. Because, yeah, you don't need to do it. Um, I do have an idea about what we could play that is incredibly dumb, that is related, similar in genre, <laughs> maybe. And I want to okay. run it past you before I, before I commit to it. But it's sure. the thing, okay. thing that's been sitting in the back of my head for a while. I was like, we should play this. This seems real weird and possibly kind of cool. We'll see. Um, okay, sure. But yeah, uh, gamingstart.com is the name of the website. You can find all the videos, articles, and podcasts are up there. We are on, uh, if you search youtube.com slash gamingstart, subscribe there, get notified to put new videos up. We are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search gamingstart, you'll find us there. Podcast at gamingstart.com is the email address if you want to get in touch. And that's us. Stay safe, enjoy whatever you're playing, and we will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye.